Ready, set, think. Hi, I'm Wes Carroll, and this is the Do the Math Puzzler, a puzzle worth thinking about in your car, on your run, or wherever you may be. Episode 18, welcome back. As always, this week's puzzler can be found at the end of the episode. If you're listening to the puzzler with someone age 9 or higher, you may also be interested in the most recent brainchild of my friend Eric Berlin, PuzzleYourKids.com. Subscribers get two crossword-style puzzles each week with kid-friendly words and kid-friendly clues. Eric is also the author of the Winston Breen books, a series of puzzle-filled mysteries for kids. Now let's explore last week's puzzler, The Red One, which read, My perpetually tricky friend told me that while she was walking through town, she saw four particularly vibrant houses. There was an auburn one, a brick one, a cherry one, and one the shade of dogwood rose. She wanted me to figure out the order of the houses. She said that the auburn one came before the brick one, while the cherry came before the dogwood, but the cherry and the dogwood were not adjacent. I told her that she hadn't given me enough information, and she just laughed and told me that she could tell me the color of the first one or the color of the last one, but it wouldn't help if she did either one. What was the color of the second house? The first step is to determine which house orders are possible given that A comes before B and C before D, but C, D can't be adjacent. There are a few different ways to do this. But the one that used to be my favorite starts with observing that the first two houses have to be A and C in one order or the other. This gives us four possible orderings that we have some small hope of keeping track of. A, C, B, D, A, C, D, B, C, A, B, D, and C, A, D, B. Of these four, the second one has C, D in the middle, thus violating the rule about C and D not being adjacent, and that leaves A, C, B, D, C, A, B, D, and C-A-D-B. Because the final hint claims that with only information about the first or last house you wouldn't be able to guess, the first and last colors must not be unique. So, A-C-B-D is out, as the only one that starts with A, and since that rejected one ends with D, the other one ending in D must be the one we want, namely C-A-B-D. So, the second house is Auburn, or as the puzzle's title would suggest, the red one. But I said that that used to be my favorite solution. My new favorite comes from listener Carl Wirth, who did an especially good job of working without paper. Carl wrote, and I edited a bit, please forgive me, Carl, As you recommended, it was fun to find a solution that didn't depend on writing out the 24 different possibilities on paper and seeing what worked and what didn't. Here was my thought process. First, what does it mean that knowing the color of the first house doesn't help? Well, we know already that the first house can't be either brick or dogwood, since each of those houses have one before them. So, one of the remaining colors must determine the entire order, and that one can't be the correct color. Let's see what would happen if Auburn were first. Then the only space left for cherry and dogwood in that order but not adjacent is second and fourth, with brick as the third. So, if Auburn were first, it would tell us everything. So the first house must be cherry instead. Second, what does it mean that knowing the color of the last house doesn't help? We're again down to only two options for this house, this time brick or dogwood. And again, one must be helpful and therefore wrong. Let's consider what we would know if she said brick were last. Then, the only space left for cherry and dogwood in that order but not adjacent would be first and third, with Auburn as the second. So once again, if brick were last, everything would be known. So the last house must instead be dogwood. 
now that we know that cherry is first and dogwood is last, we only have to place auburn and brick. They have to go in order according to the problem statement, so the full ordering must be cherry, auburn, brick, dogwood, making auburn second. Thanks, Carl. Great work. Also, a quick shout-out to listener Sean Barrett, who managed to express his different but also elegant solution process in under 160 characters. Nicely done, Sean. I'd like to point out three things here. First, the way one solves a problem changes, depending on the resources one has available. That naturally means that different people will tend to solve problems in different ways simply because of the different strengths and weaknesses each brings to the table. Two, this in turn means that thinking through other people's solutions offers you a chance to leverage and even to begin to acquire the strengths of another solver. Finally, three, our self-imposed constraint of trying to avoid using paper here naturally opens us up to different, potentially stronger solving methods, even before we're exposed to other people's solutions as well. Or to sum it all up, mental flexibility is a buildable skill. Now, I find that games and hobbies build skills that are helpful in other areas as well. So I have a challenge for all listeners. Sometime in the coming week, even right now, I'd like you to identify a sticky problem in your life, your work, your hobby, and spend five minutes going at it from a direction that's different from your go-to habits. If you haven't tried to put it on paper yet, do that. If you haven't yet asked someone else how they'd start, ask someone. However you do it, I'd like you to find a different way to go at a problem. I'm hoping that you'll find that some of the skills you've been building here are more broadly applicable than you might have thought. If this helps you get unstuck, please drop me a line and let me know, or pay it forward by helping another friend with a problem. And on the subject of other problems, now it's time for today's puzzler called The Circular Track. Brenda and Sally run in opposite directions on a circular track, starting at diametrically opposite points. They first meet after Brenda has to run 100 meters. They next meet after Sally has run 150 meters past their first meeting point. Each girl runs at a constant speed. What is the length of the track in meters? We'll look at solutions next time. Tweet your solutions, questions, or comments at thatwesguy, or email me at wes at dtmath.com. Feel free to also share any feedback on the podcast. I'm just doing this for you and me, so I'm interested to hear what you think. Good luck. <laughs>